Hey, what's up, y'all? I'm your host, Kimbo, podcast where we uncover the stories behind the creativity. Get ready to be inspired, to sit back and grab a slice of life. I'm on the Slice of Life podcast with Kimbo. Yeah. <laughs> what is up, guys? We are back with season two of Kimbo Slice of Life. Happy New Year. Hope you guys have been enjoying your New Year so far. We are here with creator Jules, businesswoman, entrepreneur. Um, Jules is a creator or how to be social. So tell us, what is how to be social? Hi, first of all, thanks for having me on, everybody. I, uh, how to be social. What is how to be social? Uh, how to be social is an artist collective, and we help artists start and run their businesses. We have been operating for the last seven years. So when you say artists, um, who exactly are you pertaining to? Well, when it comes down to it, I would love to help every single kind of artist, but I genuinely only do what I know. Mm -hmm. Uh, Things that I've been very successful in is content creation, photo, video, and music. As I continue to grow and develop in my career and expand my skill set, I will also expand our portfolio of artists. Okay, so who can attend these events? Like, Dang, I feel like that's like a... Is it like... (laughs) Is it anyone, like any kind of creative, or is it... Yeah. Um, We like to say from artist to entrepreneur, uh, we believe in the spectrum of people. Mm -hmm. I genuinely think that even if you're not an artist or an entrepreneur, you can come to an event and learn something. I don't exclude anybody. I make sure that everybody feels welcome. Mm -hmm. Because I think at the end of the day, it's not about... You know, are you an artist or an entrepreneur? And if you're not one or the other, you can't come. It's more of... We care about people, and we want people to know that they're loved. And if you want to be a part of our community, we have space for you. So how often are these events? For the last four months, we've been doing them regularly, the last Sunday of every month. Starting in January, yeah, we're going to be doing three different key events every single month. Oh, wow. So what does it take to, like, curate these events? Is it... Is it... <laughs> is it, like... <laughs> I know, even like throwing a birthday party, I'm like, this is too hard. <laughs> like, throwing a birthday party for like everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, being, being a curator and a leader of a community is, I could cry. It's like one of my greatest joys and my greatest challenges <laughs> in life. Um, because people are so different. We come from so many different backgrounds, mm-hmm. you know, and then. If somebody doesn't like what I do, then I'm immediately the target of, you know, I'm just the target. And it's like, I do my best to listen and hear and to be observant and aware. And I'm still not perfect. So when you say what it takes to throw these events, it's being in the scene. It's caring about people. It's showing up for people. It's asking questions. It's getting feedback and getting better every single time. Um, what inspired you to create the how to be social because you said it's been around for seven years you were you you are a creative yourself like what made you be like okay i want to do this for the people great question i don't think it started for the people weirdly enough it wasn't mm-hmm. for the people it was for my mom my mom, when I was a kid, taught me how to be social. I was actually very introverted. Introverted. Introverted, <laughs> <laughs> introverted and shy. Mm-hmm. I told you earlier, I actually had dyslexia. Um, I would read words backwards. It was really hard for me to 
speak. My dad actually has a lot of uh, mental illnesses from bipolar to having to relearn all of his cognitive abilities after a really bad motorcycle accident. And I am genetically disposed to predisposition is the correct word, excuse me. So anyway, it's predisposition. <laughs> we get it. <laughs> to a lot of those things and a lot of those illnesses. Um, and uh, I think that just really caused me to not want to speak. Mm-hmm. It caused me to not want to be heard. And my mom, she's so precious. I love her. Good old Christian Texan woman would push me out in front of people and say, for God's not giving me spirit of fear, but of love and of peace and a sound mind. And when I got into college, I actually got a DUI. And this is like a weird jump, but just stay with me here. <laughs> uh, I got a DUI. I was driving back from Dallas. I was bartending in Dallas at the time, back to Commerce, Texas, which is where I was going to college at the time. And I was falling asleep at the wheel. And uh, I basically got pulled over by a state trooper. He did not have any grace for me and, you know, gave me a DUI. I'm very lucky it is expunged off my record. I was in a pretrial intervention program. I've done my time to society and uh, I am uh, formed. Anyways, but with that being said, uh, after that experience, there was a lot of shame and guilt that came with that. And looking back, hindsight is 2020, from that despair is what came how to be social. I genuinely think I wanted to shut down and go back to that introverted not talking to anybody self. Mm-hmm. And I realized that wasn't the way. And so I pushed past that. I made this blog called How to Be Social because an influencer told me on a podcast that if you wanted to start, you needed to start with what your friends told you were good at. I wasn't a fashionista. I wasn't a foodie. I wasn't really wasn't really doing anything that was like the niche at the time. I wasn't an expert in any of those things. The only thing I felt qualified to do was teach people how to be social because my mom taught me how to do it. And I was pretty good at that. Uh, <laughs> and so that's where it came from. And that's the tipping point of how it became to where it is today. So that's how the, you thought of the name as well? Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm only good at one thing. It's how to be social. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool. And so this was seven years ago where you thought of the how to be social. Mm-hmm. So it started off as a blog. Started off as a small blog. Just... I think one of the very first posts was like, are you lonely? Maybe it's time for a pet. People always ask me that. Do you have a pet? I said, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, why does everybody ask me that? But I understand that because it's like. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of research and study, mm-hmm. scientific things that go into that. But at the base of it, it's just, you know, I think as communities, we're meant to be close and we're supposed right. to be together. I mean, that's what we were born into. Um, but. I mean, not to get super far into this, but I will say this. There's been a time in my life where I've done a lot of studies on what being social really means. And the people that have the longest indicators of life are Italians, Hispanic families, because they have this, hey, you can stay in the family home for as long as you need. They don't push people out like mm-hmm. to a lot in America. Like it's a very cultural thing. Um, and they're really happy. You know, they spend time with people that understand and know them best, like genetically. And it's just really interesting to me that that is what an indicator of long life is. And so how to be social and want people to feel like we're your family. We might not always get along, might not always like you, but I will always love you. So how how does each like event differ from each other? Great question. 
up until this point, we've just kind of done a conglomerate of all kinds of creative in one event. Now we're splitting it up into three distinct events. Mm-hmm. So the one of the tap, give a question on, and we'll do that. So I would say it's music, speakers, speakers and leaders. And then we have one for content creators. Those are the three events. So each one of those dives into that topic, the music. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Music, content creation, I would say leadership, educational. So do you have like guest speakers, panelists, and they just share their story? Yeah. So uh, the creator social, which is the one that's more about speaking and entrepreneurship mm-hmm. and leadership. We have a panel and I always say, I always like to put women on because, you know, a, right. Try to be <laughs> uh, but we always say women and three good men. So I will put men on the panel, of course, but I want to make sure that their heart is in the right place. It's women have a tendency to craft, promote, and share. Mm-hmm. You know, like, um, just that is how we were raised and how we are as women. Uh, whereas men or the hunters were like, that's fine. You know? Right. And I really, in our community, want to foster a sense of sharing and caring. Okay. So what, like, have you run into any challenges? Like when, when it comes to just just (laughs) trying, like, how do you promote these events so it could target different people? So, cause they're so often it's like, how do different, how do you get different people to come? Sure. Um, so I think first and foremost, it's about, understanding the communities that you mm-hmm. want to be part of. I think if you're trying to throw a skater event and you're not a skater and you just think skating is cool and you throw an event for skater people, like you're most likely not going to get skater people to show up to your event. Uh, the reason how to do social and becoming about artists and entrepreneurs was because I was an artist and entrepreneur and I was working at D Magazine at the time. They were doing events and I was like, and I, I would become... I was there because I was a writer. And so I was writing under Dallas Innovates, and who was a part of D Magazine. And I was volunteering my time to help D Magazine run their events. And so finally, I got to a point where I was like, well, I learned digital marketing first. Mm-hmm. I finally got to a point where I was like, it's pretty hypocritical if this never comes offline. And at that point in my journey, I was going to a lot of content creator meetups where we would do these photo video meetups we get models content creators uh, and we would just cross pollinate and like create and tag each other in photos and like so instagram was like a really well, not like instagram not really right deal now but like it was up and coming. yeah it was really cool mm. uh that sounds so lame that makes me sound so freaking <laughs> cool. anyway it's okay me too uh, <laughs> anywho so uh <laughs> That's when I was coming out and coming up. To get back to the question, that is what made my first event succeed at any age really successful because I wanted to bring people from all walks of life mm-hmm. into what I was doing. And it just, that time I was hanging out with a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of artists. And that's just what I've always focused on because that's what I'm most passionate about. That's awesome. Um, can you share any valuable advice for aspiring entrepreneurs or creatives? Um, I'm going to say this because I think it's a lesson and a lesson that I continue to learn. People are not going to like you. People are going to take you what you say personally 
and try to apply it to your business. People are going to think that you can do things better. They're going to think that they can do it better than you. And to those people, I say, I encourage you to start your own business. I encourage you to go out there and start your own group, your own organization, your own thing. And I will 100% love you and support you through that. Why do you say, like, I know, well, half the time I don't, if, like, someone doesn't like me, I don't know if you don't like me because no one says anything to me. But how do you know, like, people don't like me? (laughs) <laughs> that sun is in the way yes how do you know that like has someone i mean you've been doing it for so you've been doing this for like seven years so have you gotten like negative feedback uh yeah um i would say uh, i have been in the position where i have lost people because they've just ghosted me and not said anything and then uh, i've been in the position where lost people because I didn't know the art of conversation and that I was crossing into an argument and not having a conversation with someone and taking feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I think that's the only way that I really find out if somebody doesn't like me or what I'm doing. Because if they're ghosting me and they're not talking to me, there's obviously something. You know? um, and to those people, I realize those aren't really my friends. Those are people that, you know, they... They liked what I was doing at one point, but they didn't care about me. And there's a big difference between like and care. Liking someone is to enjoy being around that person. Caring someone is taking on somebody's needs as your own and them doing the same for you. Mm -hmm. And I think when you have that distinction, it's a lot easier to do your business and it's a lot easier to live life because then you realize, man, these people really care for me and that person might like me. And maybe I cared for them. I genuinely... I care for a lot of people, and so it hurts when I find out somebody just likes me and doesn't care about me. Uh, But it's one of those things where there's a greater community to be taken care of. There are people that do like what I do. There are Mm -hmm. people that do love me and care for me, and those are the people that I continue to reinvest in. So how does that, how does you, like, knowing that, how does that make you want to strive, like, more? Like, go at it more? Like, does that motivate you? That's a great question. I think there's two main motivations that I have practiced in my life. Mm -hmm. One is over revenge, which I don't think is a great place to do anything from because it's filled and fueled by fear and hate. Uh, And then there's love. And I'm getting emotional because this is like a really big deal for me because at the heart of everything we do at Happy Social, it's always about love. I don't care somebody doesn't like, I, I said this earlier, I might not like you, but I will always love you. And I think at the end of the day, remembering that even when things don't go my way or when somebody, you know, is actively campaigning against me or my community, all I can do is say, I love you. And... I want the best for you. I genuinely do. So, and that fuels me to keep going because I know that somewhere in the future, it may not be them, but there's going to be somebody just like them that I'm going to become better for. Mm-hmm. Almost like in a relationship stands as well. Like you can take that and put it in like, you're like a relationship like with a significant other. Trust me, yeah. We, we <laughs> I know, right? For real. 
For real. <laughs> She's hungry. I'm hungry. Oh, what is your favorite pizza? Uh, I like chicken alfredo with a little bit of spinach. Where do you get that from? There's this place that's over like near Deep Elm, but I cannot remember the name of it right now. Oh, oh, chicken Alfredo, interesting. People have said some interesting toppings. Yeah, those Hawaiian people. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, uh, at the end of the day, I'll always try everything, but I just know what I like best. Yeah, I'm boring. I mean, I like pepperoni, but even though that's like cheese. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't sure. I was like, "Did she eat me? I should have asked." But no, it's okay. I actually, fun fact, have to start a brand new diet, which is basically like no sugar, no wheat, no anything, and I'm slowly working up to it. So this mm-hmm. is a surprise. Surprise! It's cheese. <laughs> also, guys, Jules knows how to sing. <laughs> Jules, <laughs> just now was like. Lay yeah, that she read my face. Uh, a lot of people. Get... <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll always go to this. this okay, this is our go-to. You all ready? My friend's in a snap. She goes, you don't even know the tempo, and you're snapping. I got. I can freestyle. Oh, I'll make you a little song. Okay, let's go. Ready? Two, and a three. Hi. <laughs> Um, slice of life podcast with Kimbo. Yeah, <laughs> love it. <laughs> hey, that's good. That's gonna be my intro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Jules, for coming on and sharing your story. Um, I, you know, probably nothing for positive vibes for you. Keep going, no matter what. I know sometimes. <laughs> and I, was, I know sometimes you know it's hard especially you know being a creative and but i know everyone can push through and we can get there and okay. yeah all right guys you can find jewels on creator jewels instagram she can sing so she's also on spotify right yeah. apple music yeah. Um, YouTube fam, don't forget to subscribe. Please help me out. We're in season two now, so I should have more subscribers. <laughs> um, actually, that's part of my audience. I had a social creator, Jules, or Hannibal Clark. Please, please, please go follow this woman. She is a joy to be on. <laughs> and obviously, this was a fun podcast. Yeah, so you guys can tap in and Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify, and we will see you guys in two. <laughs> <laughs>